What's up, everyone? Another edition of Two Niggas on the Couch. <laughs> Still untitled Black Project Podcast. Uh, got so many different names. Uh, sent this podcast to a couple people and got some uh, some honest feedback. feedback honestly, honest feedback. honest feedback about what it can be because this show. Basically, my name is Curtis Sheehan. I'm here with my boy Victor Greenwood. We know each other since the fourth grade. You ain't got to say my government name, but all right. Hey, I like to say that. <laughs> uh, we actually got a podcast title from my friend Ely. He said uh, BYOB. Uh, that's like a maybe Big like a <laughs> BYOB. Yeah, I'm playing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, but we like if you have suggestions, like please let us know because we need a uh, title for it. We're taping this Tuesday, January twelfth. Uh, it was a great day today, Victor, because it was Taco Tuesday. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Had some firefish tacos from As always on Venice and Overland. Don't you see other names? Yeah, we do. Give spot, them a shout our out. Our spot only. Our spot it only. could be our spot, and it could be some other people's spot. No, it's but, my spot. It's your spot. <laughs> the Baja Fish Taco spot was very fantastic. But speaking of Taco Tuesday, Mr. LeBron James, twenty six points, eight rebounds, five assists. The Lakers beat the Houston Rockets one seventeen to one hundred. The Lakers moved to nine and three and actually undefeated on the road. Still, uh, the La- hold on during that game wasn't there a player who circled the game on purpose? There was. Who was that? Christian Wood. Did he <laughs> say, "I look forward to two games this year"? And didn't they just demolish them both games back to back? They did. But I'll give Christian Wood credit. He did lead his team in scoring eighteen points. 8 of 18 from the field, 26 minutes. Not bad. They lost by 18, right, though? They lost by 17, so yeah, you're have, right. Yeah. 36 then you know, he was he was a minus 23 plus minus 23. He was minus 23. Who castles things, though? Right, right. And it's actually pretty interesting because the Lakers actually beat the Rockets on Sunday as well. And I think, you know, as you and I were discussing off air, like LeBron has just been on tear. He's been so good. And Anthony Davis was 7-8 from the field. Four four from the line with ten, ten rebounds, and as we saw in the game on Sunday, I think he started six for six from the field and like four four. But it's like it's not even how good they've been playing; it's them and the team. Like the second eighty was sitting down most of the game, and Trez is doing really good work. He's so much he's energy. You have as you have Caruso still doing his thing. Kuzma has been stepping it up a lot more defensively. And then the biggest shocker that we all didn't see coming was THT. <laughs> like, we knew he was good because he got drafted in the second round. Like, who is this kid? LeBron obviously picked him for a reason. And now we know why LeBron picked him. Right. And he has been – somebody – I read some paper. Some scouts said that on his, on his own team right now, he might average 20 points. Taylor Hunter, like Taylor Horton Tucker, excuse me. He had four points, played seventeen minutes, was one of eight from the field, oh four from three. But you're right, like he he balled out in preseason, but then like he's starting to learn, like okay, now that LeBron has talked about how good I am, Coach Vogel has talked about how well he's played. You know, all the Lakers really know that this kid has a lot of potential. Well, now the rest of the NBA does too. Like he's, he's been put on minutes. notice, and he's he's long, he's long. And him and Caruso together, I've been noticing when on the court together, Caruso. Every single play gives a hundred percent. Yes, might, he might get beat. Yes, is what it is. But <laughs> like, it's not a lot of stuff. Like, but you can see the hustle in him, right? And that's the one thing I think what we resonate the most with Caruso. Also, he's, he's hitting big shots. So he's hitting shots. He's obviously flying, but he he's out there. He's busy hands. Yeah, remember in the playoffs last year, he was getting steal after steal, knocking the ball loose, and and the day. Obviously, you want to win, but like you can tell when a team is trying their best, right? And you see Caruso out there trying his best, 
and he's being rewarded for it gratefully. And the thing with Caruso, too, is, like, when you talk about defense, like, he will get on the ground. Like, he has mm-hmm. no shame of, like, I'm going to jump on the ground and get the ball, and I'll throw an outlet to anyone on my team who can score. And I think another thing is, like, the bench has played phenomenal, as you talked about, Lakers 9-3. and three. But I think another thing is that, like, LeBron and AD are not slowing down. Uh, I think we all talked, all NBA fans saw, hey, the bubble – ended the Lakers won how would they come off playing so many you know months in the bubble uh LeBron 36 legs are tired like how would how would they come off of that would AD you know have a slump yeah would AD have a slump uh with his first title and that's been the complete opposite through 12 games of the season for the Lakers and you do you think it's obviously we lost a bunch of key players that I liked I liked last year but the re-up was just it was a serious re-up no, I mean the, the what they what they got in the off season was fantastic, and you're already seeing Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder. You're already seeing his impact. Uh, you know, getting to the bucket. Him and Montrez all already seeing like they have a, like a little relationship going on. Uh, this team could very much. I mean, we all expect them to go deep, and they they could go to the finals. We're expecting back to back. Yeah, Laker fans yeah. have come uh, accustomed to back to back, and I know LeBron wants to go back to back. He hasn't gone back to back, or at least one back to back since he was in Miami. But my prediction for who the Lakers will face is actually the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I think that coming out of the East, they have a very great chance. Uh, tonight, they beat the Denver Nuggets 122 to 116. Okay. Kevin Durant, who I believe, no disrespect to LeBron or AD or Luka or, or whoever yeah. you had on there, yeah. I think Kevin Durant is the best player in the NBA uh, coming off that Achilles injury. He had 34 points, 13 assists, and nine rebounds in 36 minutes. Was he, he had. Was he tonight or was he. Was it no Kyrie was there. Huh. No Kyrie. But no, Kerry Savert gave him 20 off the bench. Fantasy uh, baby, let's go. <laughs> Joe Harris, three of five from three, gave him fifteen. The big thing with KD is he had one of the prettiest moves I saw in the fourth quarter. Uh, textbook, two dribble, mm-hmm. dribble behind the back, okay. step back three, dagger to be the different Nuggets. And I just believe that KD is going to play with a huge chip on his shoulder all season. All season, as you know, like couldn't get it done with Russ and OKC. Lost to the Warriors after having a three-one lead. Uh, won two back-to-back. Finals MVPs with the Warriors. I think now that he's with the Nets, uh, Kyrie is like is also that guy. Mm-hmm. Kyrie can be that guy, as we heard Kyrie say in the offseason. But I think KD has such a chip on his shoulder that he's my pick, as I told you, to win MVP. And I, I think he just goes through the, the Eastern Conference with the Vengeance this year. he ran to the East because he knew he could do it there and he could do it in the West? No, I think it was more of a friendship with... Kyrie, honestly, I mean, if you're telling me, let's say, for instance, just a hypothetical Kawhi and Paul George went to Brooklyn, but KD and Kyrie were with the Clippers, I don't think like the four of them, none of them are scared of taking any challenge. Mm-hmm. I mean, with KD and Kawhi, you got four finals MVP right there. Um, and, you know, Kyrie big in the finals. Paul George, not going to call him Pandemic P. That's disrespectful. Not going to call him that. It's not disrespectful. It's the truth. <laughs> but he is like, he has a chip on his shoulder. But no Kyrie tonight. Uh, he said he was out with personal reasons. Was he uh, at a party? Well, well, first he said he was out for personal reasons. We all think that was stemming from what happened uh, last Wednesday when those terrorists stormed our nation's Capitol building. Uh, but then, as Victor alluded to, there were some photos of him hanging out with Drake at a party, maskless. Um 
two questions for you, Victor. Where do you see the Nets going this season? And what are your thoughts on Kyrie? Like, we all know Kyrie kind of feels himself smartest guy in the room, all those cliches. Uh, but is this going to be a distraction for the Brooklyn so Nets? So, I guess those two questions, I think I'm emerging both together because they go as far as Kyrie lets them go. In the sense of, obviously, it's all about health reasons, obviously. But I think KD alone, he'll carry the Nets to the finals. No questions asked. But I think the top four teams in the West, KD can't beat them by himself. Because as good as Nets are, we still haven't really seen him work. Like, obviously, Carl's the Carl's avert. He's been killing all season. He's been he's been dropping buckets. I'm on fancy, so I know that for sure. <laughs> but um, I think Kevin Durant, can, can he go out there? But what happens when, let's say, the Nets and Lakers play and Kyrie's not playing? How do the Nets even think about stopping the Lakers? Like, LeBron and KD will call it even. Pretty much, KD will probably score more. Well, KD will have to score more. That's not a question, and that means KD can't go out the game. The Le- Lakers are looking like LeBron can go out the game. AD can stay in there. KD's not guarding AD. No questions asked. Right. But then if AD goes out, it's like who's gonna, like you have what um, Jordan guarding him. The under uh, Jordan. Was it, was it, was it, was uh, Jared Allen. You know, they two bigs. Like I think from what it looks like this season, AD is playing with. He's like he's finally playing how he should be playing. These niggas don't belong on the court with me. <laughs> That's really what like, Christian Wood. He dropped eight and eight on them real quick. Like I think AD is learning. Like you are, you are the champ. We're co- they're coming for you, bro. And I think Kyrie missing that game. Supposedly it was like his sister's birthday party, and it's like okay, I understand it's a family event, but it's just like you gotta know better than that. Like, well, I think the the hard thing in for the sense me is... of it shouldn't be the video shouldn't be getting out. Right. I mean that 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 obviously, but, I mean, we can take that back to Lou Williams, you know, just getting, you know, Lemon Pepper Lou just getting the wings, you know. But I think it's hard to say what is an NBA player thinking. I think, Mm -hmm. number one, that's always hard. But I think to increase that um, is to also think, what is everyone thinking during this time? Uh, The most overused saying of 2020 was unprecedented times. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't know how people are dealing with this. And we saw people like Paul George, aforementioned Paul George, saying, I had depression in the bubble. I wasn't playing my best because I was depressed. Well, we can look at it and say, hey, we live where we live. We're in the circumstances we're under. Mm -hmm. And we have to try to get through what we can get through during this pandemic. And we look at these multi-million dollar athletes and say, Mm -hmm. what are you complaining about? You got everything you you ever wanted. wanted." So I don't know. Like Kyrie is an interesting guy. Uh, You know. You have a good point. I do. I don't like the. Just because somebody's rich doesn't mean they can't be happy. I don't believe believe that. But I just think there's. Is certain protocols that you can, they they are in a position of power because of money wise, that they could do certain things to like obviously I was I'm not saying because the rich they could be happy, but like there's stuff they could do they have more access to options to hopefully get better rather than someone else and that doesn't have the medical care or the money to, so, to go to a therapist or take a vacation to go do something on your own like obviously Kyrie had to find happy place I'm assuming it's with his family. And that's probably why he went to the family's birthday party, which makes perfect sense. But I just think you have to understand who you are as a person. Like, people look up to you, and you're a million-dollar franchise player for a certain team, and the world's going to look at you. And if you can't take the criticism, then it's like you shouldn't be there. Right, and I also think it's difficult because there's a fine line between being happy and being mm-hmm. selfish. Yes. And I think the tough part about that, too, is at like we're hearing reports that Steve Nash didn't know that Kyrie was going to be sitting down. 
Like as we as far as we are concerned, Kyrie did not tell the Brooklyn Nets organization that he was not playing. Again, that's what's been reported. But as I've said, Steve Nash is going to have a very quick welcome to the NBA moment with two big superstars and two big superstars on a team that both you and I expect to make the finals. Do we They're both cha- both do, championship players? Yeah, exactly. Two championship players both came up big in their finals, respectively. They are going to have a you know tough road ahead if Kyrie continues to make some of these decisions. But mm-hmm. one team they could face in the Eastern Conference Finals, we actually have two teams here, Philadelphia 76ers and the Miami Heat. They played tonight, went to overtime. Mm. The home team, the Philadelphia 76ers, won by three, 137 to 134. Uh, Joel B just had a great night tonight. 45 points, 16 rebounds, and 39 minutes of play. Six of 23 from the field, 13 of 13 from the free throw line. Uh, just a phenomenal game by Joel Embiid. But the big thing with the Sixers mm-hmm. as a team is we saw they had to play a couple games with only seven players due to Dwight COVID Howard protocol. Point guard. <laughs> Dwight Howard starting point guard. So the you know the, the Sixers jumped out to such a great record in the Eastern Conference, challenging Brooklyn as Brooklyn hit a little bit of a skid. Mm-hmm. How far can you see Philadelphia going? And can they overtake the Nets for that Eastern Conference favorite? Well, if they don't trade for Harden, which we think they won't, well, we do, but you never know. Cause <laughs> right. NBA, NBA is funny and, like that. And if they keep the team as it is right now, they're buying small little tweaks here the season or the buyout market. I think they should arguably be top four, no questions asked, unless the injury stops it. Number one is probably Brooklyn. Number two, three, and four, I think the toss-up between Boston, the Bucks, and the Sixers. And I think that, like, just because, not to cut you off, but the fact that you mentioned Boston, they also are dealing with uh, COVID protocols. We saw Kevin Durant for the Nets. He was out four games for COVID protocols. Mm-hmm. So, uh, who knows what's going to happen I with really most of these think teams. It comes, I think these COVID, obviously the COVID protocols are obviously there for a reason. But I think it's, it's, half, on, it's half on the league to enforce this. Some on the players, on, on, I mean, on the organization itself, and then the players. Like, I think the perfect example, Alex Caruso, last year in the bubble, set the tone differently. Missed his own sister's wedding. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? To play in the bubble. And that was when, well, at that time, it was serious at that time. Obviously, it's gotten way worse than it is now. And they're back in their own city. So, obviously, there's gonna, this is going to happen. Like, you have 12, 16 players. You have staff members. You have assistants for each player. You have just so many moving hands. You have parking attendants that... COVID is going to end up hitting the locker room, unfortunately. And I even saw one of the games against the Spurs when LeBron went to the fans and gave them like a, a head, gave them something after the game. I was like, he's probably going to get fined for that after the game because I'm pretty <laughs> sure they don't want him touching the fans. So I think it's, it's going to be hard to navigate, but I do think the best the best quote I heard is, "There's levels to this." <laughs> and no, if you really, if you were, how about this? What would Kobe do in a COVID rig world for basketball right now? I mean, he would just honker down and just focus on basketball. Exactly. Like nothing else would matter. Nothing, like, else, nothing, else, nothing else would matter. And yeah. he would, he would obviously would be see, he'd be with his family, but he would probably make them locked down too. <laughs> That's you know, true. Think about it. He would probably have them truck, or he would have some doctors there or something like that. But like, it would be levels. It's you always hear all the time with all the great players that ever step foot in any sport, and they go like, "Oh, why are they great?" Because it's a different level to them. They don't see it as like, oh, it's a game. Like, yeah, it's a game, but I'm winning this game. Right. It's levels to it. And I think some of these players have 
obviously, you know, some of these kids, they don't really, they don't really care as much. Like, that's fine. Like, I get it. Like, if I was in that situation too, I'd probably be the same thing. I'll probably wild out sometimes too. But, <laughs> but like, but if you want to, but you can't come on TV and be like, oh yeah, I want to be one of the best and show it. You don't be one of the best by talking. You got to show that. Put the work in. That's like, true. Uh, so we're going to switch over to football now. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we are filming. NFL or college? We're going to go college. Well, actually, we'll go NFL. We're taping this in Los Angeles, California, so we got to start with the home team, the, the Rams. The Rams, they actually made the playoffs. The Las Vegas Raiders did not. Now, the Rams upset division rivals, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, this past weekend. They will face the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. Green Bay is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Rams head coach Sean McVay came out and said that Aaron Donald will play this weekend. He actually said, quote, Ooh. no, the Terminator will be ready. Ooh. Victor, uh, the Rams are almost a touchdown underdog. How well do you see them doing in Lambeau? In Lambeau. What's the weather? Uh, weather, let's look it up and see if it's uh, – I'm assuming it's gonna be cold. Because would no, but would the snow benefit Donald, or would it work against him for being too cold? That's that's a very good question. It just says it's gonna be 29 degrees, <laughs> a little bit of a nice you know, cloudy brisk day. Summer, yeah, summer. it's gonna be 135 here. So, uh, you know, who knows what's gonna happen with the Rams? So, if it snows, I think if, if it snows in Green Bay, which obviously you never know, but we'll see come <laughs> Sunday. I think Aaron 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 Rodgers. I think he's gonna win it. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Only because that rib injury. Because I was, I, I watched the highlights afterwards. Like he was hurt. Like, yeah. Is it broken? Or is it uh, they they didn't say, but he. I mean, it's Aaron Donald. He's a big dude, so he's not gonna let his opponent know. The cortisone shot, like how the Chargers try to give their quarterback that shot and punch <laughs> the lung. I don't think Aaron Donald needs it. I think he's just so different. But they were saying how this is not like a. He's different. He's a beast. Don't get me wrong, but. Every time he breathes, every time he does everything, his whole midsection is going to start hurting. Yeah, he's 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 built different. And, and who knows? Like You can also keep him in a, as a decoy because if you're Aaron Rodgers, you need as much time as you can. And Aaron Rodgers, we, like when you think of Aaron Rodgers, you don't think mobile quarterback. But, but he, so was, he was so mobile. He's gotten a little bit older, so he hasn't been running as you know, as a, much, he still can get out of the pocket when he needs to. So, if you're the Green Bay Packers offensive line, you're still going to double team Aaron Donald. And and with that, like, if you notice that he hasn't, he's not getting pressure to to Rodgers, then maybe you go single coverage. But if you go one on one with Aaron Donald, he can still be pretty much ninety nine point nine percent of the offensive line still, out there. You can still push the player into the guy. So, like, it's- exactly. Um, the big question for me during this game is what's going to happen with Jared Goff. Uh, came out a little bit slow. He still got his thumb thumb injury on his right hand. Had surgery, I think, three weeks removed from having that. He's going to come out of here. And Jared Goff, in big moments, has really relied on his defense and on his run game. We saw Cam Akers last year or last week against Seattle just catch, run. Didn't matter. Cam Akers was going to get into the end zone way one, one way or another. And Jared Goff relies on that a lot. So it's going to be very interesting to see what Jared Goff can do. And it, it's so funny because Jared Goff was once that guy, that young quarterback who we all thought was going to be the face of the league. But the, the game after that will actually be the Baltimore Ravens and the Buffalo Bills, which you can make a case is now two guys who could be the face of the league. One we already thought was last year with Lamar Jackson when MVP. I think he will be. Yeah, I mean, he got his first win, uh, first playoff win last week against the Tennessee Titans. Buffalo, of course, gets their first win since 1994 when they beat Indianapolis Colts. Uh, so Baltimore, Buffalo, and Buffalo. Buffalo's favored by two points. Ooh. It's going to be a Saturday night game. Victor, what are your thoughts on that one? I think Lamar Jackson wins that one. But 
Actually, I don't know. The, the Bills are playing. They're playing because Stephon Diggs is still with them, right? Stephon Diggs is still with them. Like he, Cole Beasley had a knee injury, but he's been okay. Like they, it's like I was thinking, what, how ironic would it be if the Bills finally win it all? Oh, I think it'd be after, great for the sport because after it'd be like I think because it's always you always want these teams from non-major cities to win, but it's like it's never gonna happen. But like it, it does happen randomly. But like, what about the Browns? Like, what, what if the Browns pull it off? Right. I mean, that would take a miracle to happen, but I mean, they already hey, beat Pittsburgh. What's, what's sports all about? <laughs> yeah, but what's sports all when about? was the last time there was a miracle team to win the Super Bowl? I mean, the last teams that have won have been, like, really good teams. But it's catching, catching the right streak. That's true, but I also think it's interesting when you look at Buffalo, mm-hmm. uh, how they went into Foxborough and really smacked down the Patriots. I think they did that. Then in Week 17, when they really didn't need to play their starters, they played. They beat a Miami Dolphins team that needed to win against the playoffs. The Dolphins lost, didn't make it into the playoffs. And I think you're looking at Buffalo. Baltimore. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking at, but I think it's going to be a really close you know why game. I'm going Baltimore because that mayor. Shawty, yeah, Shawty, yeah, I'm going with Baltimore. <laughs> the new mayor of Baltimore, but I think with Buffalo, it's going to be really interesting to see because Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, they have become a really nice tandem quarterback wide receiver, uh, you know, duo uh, in in the NFL. And you, you brought up the Browns. The Browns will play the Chiefs. The, Ch- the Chiefs are a ten point favorite. Oh, I'm picking the Browns for show on that game. I don't know. That's such a huge. I mean, the Browns are coming off a very very good game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. 28 points in the first quarter. Uh, notably so, Ben Roethlisberger threw four interceptions. Of course, the first snap of the game, you get into the end zone for a defensive touchdown for Cleveland. Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, they're trying to defend their Super Bowl. What do you see the outcome of that game being? Cleveland Browns game-winning field goal. In Kansas City. In Kansas City. I don't know. Kansas City will have fans. I know well, Pittsburgh has fans. Recorded so we can look back at Tuesday. Hey, I'm taking I'm taking Kansas City. I don't know if they'll win by ten, but Baker Mayfield didn't really need to do much against Pittsburgh, and not only that, but there was two times where Pittsburgh did mount comebacks. Ultimately, they never got the lead, but they got really close. Would you say this is ironic that the Browns did this without Odell? No, not at all. I, I think with Jarvis Landry, I think the the missing piece, obviously Odell gives you something special, but the missing piece was Kareem Hunt. I mean, coming off that suspension, being from Ohio, with him and Nick Chubb, when you have two guys that can run like that, that running back by committee, mm-hmm. where you can open up play action. And I mean, we, Jarvis Landry's had a great game so against good. the Steelers. So, so I think, you know, you got to give a your tip of the cap to Kevin Stefowski from uh, – Stefanski, excuse me, from – Cleveland, who wasn't able to travel to Pittsburgh because he had COVID protocols. Of course, their special team coach goes in there, gets a win. The big question so, is, okay. should he get a win on his playoff play, record? So the coach could go. You think he was on the phone with someone? Oh, the whole time. Like, I I'm, think, pretty, I'm not sure how the rules work with that. How, but I'm, I'm like, there's so many people, and we know how the NFL is. Like, they're they're in the booth with a cell phone and speaker. Like, what would you do? A hey, coach said, do this. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I mean, it's tough because again, like he, it, it's hard to communicate yeah, when you're, you know, forth. that back and forth. But Cleveland did a great job for only having one practice in one week. Like, that is very good. Without very their, good. Their coach there. Like, but, no, we, we talk about Buffalo. It means a lot for the city of Cleveland, like, to have that. And especially the Browns. Like, it means a lot for that city. Like, Ohio State, which we'll get to later, uh, it means a lot. Football in Ohio means a lot. That's where the Pro Football Hall of Fame is. Of course, everyone who's from Ohio. Your out there. Yeah, Cleveland, love it. Uh, everyone will tell you that football was invented 
in Ohio. That's why the Pro Football Hall of Fame is out there. I'm not going to get into all that. But uh, <laughs> if the Browns do win, I, I don't. that's a Cinderella story. I really can't. I just think it would be ironic as hell if they win it all and Odell didn't play, but he still gets a ring. I mean, that's true. Like That would probably be Odell's like biggest accomplishment yet, and I don't think he'd be mad at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the nightcap for all of the divisional round playoffs will be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, New Orleans Saints, NFC South matchup. Brady versus New Orleans. It's Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. Fans will be in the stands in the Superdome. Uh, Well, you you know how I feel about a particular quarterback in this game. uh, Tell us. So you know I am not going for Tom Brady. Okay, why is that? Tom Brady is a fucking cheater. Uh, Him and the Patriots can all go. Tom Brady's not even that good. I've been saying that. He's, He's overrated. He's a product of a winning system. A well, winning cheating system. I mean, it's tough to say that with like the Patriots not making the playoffs, with Brady making it to the playoffs and winning a playoff game, like on the road. I mean, you could say they're playing the Washington football team. Alex Smith didn't play, but Brady, I mean, has now beaten seventeen teams in his postseason career. As a former Charger fan who has watched Tom Brady beat his t- former team in the playoffs Tom twice. I mean, Tom Brady has lost to New Orleans twice. I, uh, but I just think, oh, ask you a question. So, I'm picking the Saints to win this game. Whoever I by like ten points. But um, regardless, so winner, winner, loser. Does the loser of this game retire? I think, I think, I think, I think Drew Brees retires no matter what. I think when you have sixteen broken ribs and a punctured lung, your wife and your family look at you and say, "Hey, Dad." Uh, it's it's time to hang them up. You you brought a championship to the Saints, who were known as the Aints for a really long time. You got cheated after one year with that dumb call, <laughs> with, the, with that no call. I mean, I mean, but the Rams also benefited from you know mm-hmm. getting to the Super Bowl by that non-pass interference. Just happens in the NFL sometimes. But Drew Brees has a legacy down there in New Orleans with winning a championship after Katrina. Uh, he he will ever be loved in the Emerald City. So I do. I think win or lose, uh, he retired. His next game, like it's either going to be after the Super Bowl, it's going to be after this weekend. But the Saints have just pummeled the Tampa Bay Buccaneers both times that they played them. So it begs the question: Has has Sean Payton figured out Tom Brady? Does Tom Brady have a tell? Because as we saw, Drew Brees isn't really pushing the ball as far down the field as he used to. He can't right now. But I do pick. I think it's going to be a good game to watch because you're going to see two people who arguably, you never know, they both could retire at the end of the year. Like I don't they, think Tom Brady I retires. Th- I don't think he does, but they're at the age now that he'll be like, all right. Because he has, what, a two-year contract with Yeah, them? but he's I don't like, think he retires. He's play it out. He's, he's, he went, what, 11-5 and five this year? He'll be back next year. For sure. Yeah, he'll be back next year for sure. And I think it's a big thing for Tom Brady that he's playing playoff games on the road. Tampa Bay did not win. The division, like New Orleans, beat them badly twice. New Orleans won the NFC South. That's why the game will be in New Orleans, mm-hmm. not in Tampa Bay. But in the state of Florida on Monday was the College Football National Championship, and Roll Tide, Roll Alabama destroyed Ohio State, fifty-two to twenty-four. Heisman Trophy winner Devontae Smith, he absolutely went off all in the first half. So this I think is his seventh. Championship. Now? This is his seventh championship. That's so disgusting. I mean, it's it's Alabama has won six. Like in the last twelve years, Alabama has won six. And they've been here, how many like? Yeah, yeah. In the college football playoffs, I think you know Clemson, Ohio State, 
Uh, Auburn, they have won national Florida State with Jameis Winston. They've won some, but Alabama and Nick Saban have totally dominated. I think Devontae Smith, he had 12 receptions, 215 yards, <laughs> and three touchdowns all within the first half. Season, like, all like, within the first half, though. So, draft pick wise, number one, not it, number one. It, it's number tough. One. It's tough. It depends on who gets that. Well, it depends on who gets it. And I, I think, you know, we still see Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. Or Justin Fields from Ohio State, who didn't play well. The Jets people, have number one pick? Uh, no, technically Jacksonville Jaguars are the number one pick. The Jets will have number two. Ooh. And Miami Dolphins will have number three. But I, I think the big question is, you could see three quarterbacks go first in the NFL draft. If, let's just play hypothetical, you have Trevor Lawrence go to Jacksonville. You have Justin Fields going to New York. But what happens if Miami takes a look at two and says, hey – this isn't really it, and they want to, you know, draft mm-hmm. someone else, yeah. or they could trade that to someone else who's really quarterback desperate. Um, maybe like a Washington football team just the got Raiders. rid of Dwayne Haskins. I mean, if if the Raiders want to make that move and say, "Hey, Derek Carr, you're not the answer," and want to bring someone here, I don't want Derek Carr. It's so obvious they don't want him. I don't know what happened with him. Maybe the new offensive system or something, but he is not the horse. Yeah, so I want to see what happens with the NFL draft, but this Alabama team, I mean, Najee Harris, 22 carries, 79 yards, two touchdowns. Matt Jones, 36 of 45 for 464 yards and five touchdowns. When are they joining the NFL? Like, just go to the NFL at this point. Like, dude, like every year, <laughs> it's just like watching Alabama play all season. Well, watching the entire SEC play, it's just like, how is this even fair? Just make you guys own little league. Play each other and let the rest of the league play against y'all. Like it's just well, like, that's what we saw this year. Alabama played an all SEC schedule because of COVID. Uh, they beat the likes of Florida, Texas A&M, mm-hmm. and that's why we didn't get a chance to see two SEC teams in the college football playoffs. Which I think some people liked. I think there are some people out there who didn't want to see Notre Dame because we all knew what was going to happen with Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. But Alabama and Nick Saban. I mean, what he's done. Uh, you, I think you just it's it's foregone that he's the Foregone conclusion, he's the best coach that has ever, you know, stepped on a college campus. I know Bear Bryant, who was at Alabama, he he was gonna get a lot of respect, but Nick Saban, I mean he took a different level. Like yeah. how many players do you get drafted per year? <laughs> I don't think people understand, like, he's not just winning it, he's losing all of his star players and just replaces them. Like it was nothing. He's reloading. Like He's how reloading. Many, like how many of their running backs are, are star running backs somewhere else? Right, and it's not only that, too. It's like you look at Alvin Kamara, who went to University of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. He was behind so many players at Alabama, so he had to transfer. Like, think about it. And I think Derrick Henry, he was behind yeah. Derrick Henry. He was behind some other guys at Alabama who you also went to the you first to round. Be, to be, be, like, you're behind these people. Like, oh, who's in front of you? Oh, Derrick Henry. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> like, their offensive linemen keep getting drafted. Their defensive linemen keep getting drafted. Like, they lose what, like twelve players a year? They do in the draft alone, like the first three rounds. That is so impressive. Like, <laughs> like people don't talk about that enough. Like, you are losing all your players, not just because like, oh, we're graduating, we're going home now. Like, oh, no, we're going to we're going to the NFL. Yeah, it's like that's impressive. Like, you you can't you can't argue with. I see their the workout room. It's insane. Well, the whole campus is insane. So. Oh, yeah, Alabama, The what they have is a cathedral for their sports players, and undoubtedly it has been working as they have won their 18th championship in college football. Since how long have they been around? Since, like, 1914 or so 
Yeah. And six have been in the last 12 years. We yeah. Seven, oh, six, seven, six, probably six in the last 12. We gotta he, he, won stats right. he won one with LSU. He won one with LSU, but we don't count that. He has seven overall, six Alabama. So that's that's really impressive. And if you have 18 as a school and you got six from one coach, like that's <laughs> that's really good. That's a third of your, your wins are coming from one guy. That's that's pretty impressive. Uh, now the big question is last year we saw you know Clemson won the national championship. Uh, they went to – oh, no, excuse me, LSU won. We, we saw they went to the White House, and you know we don't know if that's going to be the case this week. Uh, we don't know if they're going to get Big Macs or Happy Meals with, oh, with, going? with Trump going out. We don't know yet. That's the big thing. But oh, we do know that maybe Trump won't be there. Uh, a little political news, just quick political news. Mm-hmm. Uh, the House has passed a resolution calling Mike Pence to remove Trump. Uh, articles of impeachment have also been approved by the House. Vice President Mike Pence has made it clear he has no plan to invoke the 25th Amendment. Uh, this is coming, you know, almost a week after what we saw happen in our nation's capital. Victor, we are so close, so, so, so very close to Trump being out of office. What are your thoughts on uh, what the House is doing? Well, I guess since we're talking about this, this brings up a good time to talk about our entitlement people in this okay. life today. Okay. So for entitlement today, there's two people I have in mind. <laughs> One girl is Mia Ponsetta, Soho Karen. Okay. We'll come back okay. to that in a minute. And the other one, his name is Jacob A. Chonsley, also known as Jake Angeli. The he wore a buff like a fur helmet with the horns and he was in the Capitol. And this motherfucker has the audacity to have his mom outside the courthouse cry help for him because her son is not eating in jail. Because it's not organic food. Right. And I, I think it's also sad, too, because it reminded me, the first thing I thought of, or first person I thought of when I heard that, was Dylan Roof. How after this boy, mentally unstable, crazy white supremacist, killed those black church members, the police put him in handcuffs and took him to Burger King so he could have a meal. And now you hear something like this, and it's and just it's like, like... It's just... It's like this. that day never stops coming with hits, like... All the people who are getting arrested, like you're watching on the news, and they're just like, "What'd you do?" Oh, I was just like, "No, like, no, you can't just say no." Like, there's, there's no accountability. No, there's not. And I think you know, once Biden gets into office, the FBI is going to have to look at what happened. There's already been rumors that some uh, Capitol police officers are going to face charges because they're going to look at. Uh, that they were helping, or taking pictures with them, taking like pictures, but they were also helping to not coordinate but conspire uh, mm-hmm. with these fa- these faux patriots storming uh, the Capitol. But no, Soho Karen. I mean, there has been so many videos released of her her DUI arrest where she's saying, "Oh what? Why she are DUI? you?" Yeah, she has two DUIs. Oh, there's a video she of so two. Yeah, yeah. Damn. There was two. There was one. Her second her second DUI arrest video shows. Two, I believe, CHP sheriff officers holding her down where she's yelling out, quote, there are gangbangers murdering people. Why are you arresting a girl like me? End quote. So this girl has definitely been privileged. We saw her on CBS this morning for some reason talking back to Gail King. Like, uh, it's like, it's, see, that's just like, that's like, I'll tell you, the 2021 has taught us two ways to explain entitlement and white privilege. Yeah, absolutely. You literally just you could pull up just you just go on YouTube and type in these people's names and you go, This is what entitlement is. Like remember she said, if he feels like I insulted him, I'm sorry. It's like Mia, 
We saw the video. We got you on tape. You assaulted him. You assaulted him. No like, question. No question. Yeah. No question. Like, what? It, it was just, it was honestly, it wasn't even funny. It was just sad to watch. Because, first off, she's wearing a dad hat that says daddy. It says daddy. She's wearing glasses. She's wearing a crop top. She's sitting next to her lawyer on this interview with Gail King. And it just, what is she thinking at 22? And I think another interesting point was where she's like, I can't be racist because I'm a person of color, which, where she's true. Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. which I don't think that's true. <laughs> regardless, like, just because you're a person of color, like, you talk about, I'm racist, black people are racist as fuck. Like, every race, people are racist no matter what. Like, racist is not about what color you are. It's if you hate a different race on the basis of their race. Exactly. That's it. Like, it's all it is. Like, it doesn't matter what color you are. Like, if I hate someone who's white because they're white, that makes me racist. Yeah. But, like, no. You're not a person that, like, no. Like, don't. But there's a difference between I'm hating someone who's white based yeah. on the fact that they're white. Mm. Or I'm just trying to, it, like, allude. Not allude, but trying to explain mm. what white privileges are, what systematic racism is. Yeah. There's a difference between that. Like, I don't you're that. hating someone who's closed-minded and not getting exactly. why they're benefiting but from a system that was created for them. It's clearly closed-minded. Uh, entitled, you could tell she doesn't believe in consequences. She just, she just clearly, which how she grew up, she grew up in a life that she never got punished. Right, exactly. And now it's gotten to the point. This is why you punish your kids because if you don't, that can happen. Right. Like, they come, they grow up, and they do this type of stuff, and they're like, "Oh no, it's okay." Like, no, I listen. I get your phone is missing. Your whole life's in your phone. I completely understand the fear of that in a sense, because like, yo, like, if I lost my phone on, if I was in a different country, a different city, by myself, I'm gonna be kind of fucked for a few hours. Right, but I think another big thing too is like, you were in a hotel lobby, you could have easily asked reception, the reception desk, mm-hmm. to call your cell phone and see like if, if it rings. Uh, I, just if it rings, like for me, I just, keep my phone on vibrate, yeah, so I wouldn't have yeah. known. Well, you have your watch all the time. Usually. I have my watch too, so like, see and, me. My phone be on. Wow, I look at Alex like I didn't answer. But <laughs> I would have known that I didn't have my phone because my watch would have told me like, "Hey, your phone's oh, missing." And that's why it's also is like that situation is such a weird situation. It was like, imagine we're walking, I mean, we're, 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 we're traveling all the time, and then someone was like, "What do you think I would say to someone?" And we were walking, they're like, "You have my phone." I would look at them and turn around, like, "Shut the fuck up!" Like, <laughs> you know immediately, immediately. And if, she won't, if they were persistent with me, I'm just gonna be like, "Listen, lady, like, you gotta leave me alone with this." I think so. So, should the manager be fired? I, I think the manager should face some consequence because, I mean, it takes the fact that the fact that I am a uh, guest at your hotel and someone was able to assault me in your lobby mm-hmm. and you allowed this to happen. There needs to be some type of repercussion. And, so and, that, think, and that could come to the brand of the hotel, like, hey, don't stay here. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they're going to try their hardest to not make that happen. So, sacrificial lamb, I don't want to say that so I too lightly. the but. assaulting part, he really can't help because, like, obviously, I think what he did was he kind of enabled her behavior. Right. Because he was kind of like, can you just help? Like, no. Like, you tell her to calm down, and that's it. Like, I mean, he could have handled it differently. He could have had her on one side of the room and said, look, miss, like, we have no proof. We can, we can ask him if he wants to do that, but if he says no, we can't make him do it. And not only that, but she says in the interview with Gail King, they were looking at security cameras when I attacked him. I was They were taking too long. He should have put his foot down and said, look, as we told you before, we are reviewing the security tapes. 
But they were profiled. Like, those two black men, that father son, were profiled in New York City where they live. So I absolutely would hope that that hotel group would hold that hotel manager accountable. Now, ending the show on some good news, uh, I just want to give a shout-out. It's been a really, you know, strange 12 days to start 2021 uh, as we saw people try to, you know... Take over our nation's capital, Soho, Karen. Regular Tuesday, right? Yeah. Right. You know, it's just 2020 has just kind of extended itself into 2021. So I just want to give a big shout out to all the ladies participating in that busted challenge. challenge. To all the women who have participated in the busted challenge, your knees have not gone down in vain. I'm so you girls with the strong knees, strong thighs. You are just doing the damn thing on Instagram, TikTok. I'm not even on TikTok, but I've seen all of them. Instagram, TikTok. I'm not on Snapchat, but I'm sure there's some on there too. Facebook, Twitter, all of it. These girls, Victor, have done such an incredible job. Every time I see it, my eyes just get, you know, huge. There's a huge smile that comes on my face. It's like, you know, when you're uh, you're having dinner, you're, ha- you're like, you had a good day, right? You had a good day, and then someone's like, you want a free slice of pie? And you're like, yeah, I would like a free slice of pie. I don't eat pie, but yeah. You don't eat pie. Okay, that's great. But see, here's my thing. What's your favorite dessert? Um, Hennessy. That's your favorite dessert. So if someone, like, if you had a good day, and you're like, wow, how could today get better? And someone's Hennessy? Like, yeah, here's a, here's a free bottle of Hennessy. Oh, my God, my day's beautiful. It's beautiful, right? That's how I feel about all these girls participating. Are you pulling them up right now? No, I'm, I'm trying to look up. I'm trying to give love to the song. Uh, because I want to get a lot to the artist Erica Banks Buss it Erica Don't know who you are Never heard more than Five to six seconds Of buss it But Congratulations You have made me Very happy You have Inspired me to think That there is change Coming to 2021 So once again All you beautiful ladies Out there Who are doing the damn thing We support it here On the untitled Black podcast two niggas on the couch <laughs> we'll see you guys next time hey. uh, be sure to follow us on instagram you can find me at chill underscore kurt 89 on instagram hey. or at curtis sheehan you finally Twitter. remember this time hey man Damn when you get old some things you know some things get old victor where can people find you obviously vic underscore gw four o's and three d's boom perfect we'll got catch you guys soon please continue to stay safe uh make sure you talk to your loved ones and we'll check in with you guys soon and wear a fucking mask that too